What's going on, everybody? Thanks for checking out this episode of The Show, The Podcast. Be sure to leave a five-star review, and I'll shout you out in the next episode. But right now, it's time to take the field. Hey, what's going on, boys and girls? Welcome back to The Show, The Podcast. I am your host, Kenny, as you all know. Um, I'm here today. It is. I'm, I'm going to make this abundantly clear for everybody because of what we're talking about today. It is Monday, November 2nd. The clock has just struck 7.48 p.m. Eastern Time. I say the time specifically because San Diego Studio has been rolling out some of the players who they've chosen as finest for the Stage 4 Team Affinities. That is the subject of our episode today. And I want to make clear that I'm going to guess the remaining players they have not announced. Um, but I could very well be wrong by the time this episode comes out, and they could have released more. So I just want to say that at 7.48 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, these are my picks. Uh, but before we get into that stuff, just a quick little recap here. So, Willie Mage dropped today. I despise Willie Mays' swing. So, in all likelihood... If I make World Series again, he will be promptly sold. I can't see him breaking into my outfield. And there are currently 334 buy orders in for Willie Mays at a million stubs a pop. So you could bet your ass I'm going to try to do that. Okay, that's a free milli stubs right there if you just grind it out. Now, the downside of this, people can retract their orders, of course. 334 orders could easily go down. could also go up, but it could go down. Um... I didn't make World Series in the last season until about 12 hours ago. Just kidding. 24 hours ago. It was about 24 hours ago. Um, I waited to the last possible second. I started Sunday at a rating of 737, and I honestly felt cracked yesterday. And I made my way to World Series. So, I now have Pujols. And here is the other life update. So, you know we stand George Brett on this channel, on this episode, on this podcast. You know how much we love George Brett. <clears throat> but I had to make some changes to the squad. I had to make some changes for a couple reasons. I added Ken Griffey Jr. into the lineup. You're not going to like this, but I took out Mickey Mantle. Prestige Mickey Mantle, I took him out. So Griffey's my center fielder, and this Corey Seager is the best fucking infield card in this game. This Corey Seager's absurd. He is now my second baseman. And because I added another lefty stick to the lineup, I had to take a lefty out. <clears throat> Excuse me, take a lefty out. So, I took out George Brett, and I have Albert Pujols at third. Now, the leg kick actually doesn't bother me as much as I thought. I've played five games that I'm hitting 250, so obviously not great yet. Uh, but he has hit a ding-dong, four RBIs, he's got a double. I just, I need to get used to more of his actual swing as opposed to the leg kick. Like I said, the leg kick is not as big of a deal as I thought. So my lineup now is prestige Mike Trout. No, hitting first, batting, uh, playing left field. I prestiged him in my World Series game, actually. So he's left field, hitting first. Corey Seager's hitting second. Playing second. Tatis is at third. Prestige Tatis. I mean, sorry. <laughs> I can't speak today, boys. Uh, Prestige Tatis is at short, hitting third. 
Griffey in center, hitting fourth. Pujols at third, hitting fifth. Babe Ruth, big fat babe, is at first base, hitting sixth. Jimmy Fox, who I have been tearing the cover off the ball with, is catching, hitting seventh. Prestige, Larry Walker in right field, batting eighth. And then my pitchers. Um, I think this is a very, very good lineup. And I don't see Willie Mays cracking this team. I just don't. I love Larry Walker. I love Ken Griffey Jr. He's also my favorite baseball player of all time. And Mike Trout is the best card probably in the history of MLB The Show. So that's just where I am right now. And you could bet your ass I'm going to capitalize on a million stubs if I get Willie Mays there. Um, But you guys came here to hear some finest guesses, I'm imagining. So here's what we're going to do. I have a piece of paper in front of me. I have written down all of my guesses and all of the confirmed. So, the first thing I will say is, as of right now, 7.53 p.m. Eastern Time on Monday, SDS has released 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6 finest. I think that's all we're going to get for tonight, but I could be wrong. They released, for the Blue Jays, Lord Escuriel. Uh, quick note about these finest. They've all been 99s, so I bet they're going to be prestigeable as well. Um, but they've all been 99s. So even teams, not saying the Blue Jays don't, not saying Goriel doesn't deserve a 99 based on his season. He played well. But there will be some teams that are going to get 99s, or you're going to be like, what the hell is this? Um, but Lourdes Goriel gets the finest. Funny thing about this card, he obviously deserves it. I wrote down either Teoscar or Lourdes, and then immediately scratched it out and wrote Hyunjin Ryu, he was just named a Cy Young finalist, and quietly, I didn't realize, had a really friggin' good season. Um, But turns out it was Goriel. I'll give myself half credit for that one. Uh, Also released so far, for the Tigers, Heimer Candelario, who is a goon in BR, and this 99, even though his attributes might not say so, he's going to be an absolute god. Um, Not going to be on my team. Well... Switch hitter, maybe, you never know. Uh, probably not going to be on my team, but another one of those guys, like he had a good year, but a 99, it's just because he's a, a finest. Uh, the Twins, Nelson Cruz is here, 99 Nelson Cruz, perfect 125, 125 against lefties. Um, probably will be a bench bat for me now. I'm guessing he's going to replace Nick Castellanos because I like Frank Thomas's swing. So he's going to, Frank Thomas is going to stay, probably going to replace Castellanos. Um, so he's here. The Angels have David Fletcher, who's a card you're never going to use because uh, he only hits for contact, even though he's a stud fielder. And for the Mariners, we got Kyle Lewis. Uh, no surprise there. He was the only player worth talking about, really. They're not going to give someone like Marco Gonzalez a 99. So Kyle Lewis is here. That's exciting. Uh, and the Braves, Freddie Freeman, who was dog shit against lefties this year, but they actually helped him out a little bit in that regard. Um, obviously, he's more in there for his... his power and contact against righties, um, but he might not be a total disaster against lefties. Uh, End of the day, no one's really going to be using him. You're going to use Babe. You're going to use even Castellanos, Frank Thomas. There are other options. Lou Gehrig, um, Pujols even, you want to, that's his primary anyway. So um, interesting thing we can take away from the players already released. And this is kind of what helped shape the way I thought about the guesses here that I made. In the case of Freddie Freeman, he's probably, probably the National League MVP. Yet SDS still gave him a finest card, full well knowing that he could also be due an MVP card. So, 
that led me to believe that nothing is off the table. Um, similar is that Kyle Lewis got a card. Kyle Lewis is probably, again, probably, going to be the American League Rookie of the Year, and he got a 99. So a Rookie of the Year version of him would be different, somehow. I don't necessarily know how. Maybe they just won't do awards cards because it's a shortened season. I'm not sure. Um, but what I've gleaned from this is that anyone is on the table. So I'm going to go through the rest of the American League right now. I pretty much was able to lock down one guess for every team. Some of them have multiple options. Uh, so first, the Orioles. The fact that they're getting a finest at all is hysterical. Um, also, last year, sorry to sidetrack, but last year, as you recall, some teams got more than one finest. So this is not the end-all, be-all, I think, unless they're doing it differently this year, which they are as an affinity, but uh, there might be more cards down the line. We don't know. So the Orioles... Uh, the only guy worth talking about at all is Jose Iglesias, and the fact that we might get a 99 Jose Iglesias is absolutely hysterical to me. Uh, it's going to be high contact, he's going to have probably perfect fielding, good speed, he's not going to be good though. Um, for the Rays, now this one was really hard. If we're basing it off the regular season, I think it's Nick Anderson. Um, Nick Anderson was a stud in the regular season. Not good in the playoffs, but very good in the regular season. Um... But Blake Snell was really, really good this year. And even though he's already got a couple diamonds, we could get another one. The other dark horse candidate is Tyler Glass now. He didn't have, like, a pristine ERA this season. But the dude struck out an absurd number of batters. And a 99 Glass now would be dirty. And I'd have a lot of fun using that card. Uh, for the Red Sox, I think it goes to Alex Verdugo. Um, had a very good year in his first year in Boston. Um, he actually was helped out quite a bit by the fact that the season started late because he had been nursing, I believe it was a back injury, uh, that was going to sideline him for most of the season had it not started late. So things kind of fell his way. Alex Verdugo had a very, very good year. Uh, and for the Yankees, I can't see how it's not DJ LeMahieu. He was, he's the best player on the Yankees, um, you know, on a team with Aaron Judge and Giancarlo Stanton and Garrett Cole, DJ LeMahieu's the best player in the Yankees. So his 99 might be pretty good. Uh, he's going to have absurd contact. And the dude hit for a little power and drove in some runs this year. Uh, plus stellar, stellar fielder. He'll be at least a high gold fielder. Um, you know, not everyone loves the guy's swing. It is kind of long, but he's good. It could be a card you see in lineups. To the American League Central, because of the Freddie Freeman and Kyle Lewis precedent that was sent, I think the Indians has to be Shane Bieber. Um, I really, unless they're going to give Jose Ramirez a third 99, or maybe they throw Brad Hand some love, I think it's Shane Bieber. He's the American League Cy Young, even though he never pitched outside of the Central, and when he did, he got lit up by the Yankees. That's um, neither here nor there. For the Royals, not a ton of great options here. My first thought was Salvador Perez, who had a very strong season in 40-some-odd games. He does have a high 90s card already. I know that doesn't necessarily limit us based on Ramirez getting two 99s, but a player like Salvador Perez getting two high 90s is, is kind of odd. So the other guy I'm going to throw out there is Josh Stalmont. Dude throws absolute ched, and the Royals needed bullpen arms this year because they're bad, and he was really good. So that could be a very interesting 99 if it's Josh Dalmont, but I, I think it'll be uh, Salvador Perez. 
And like I'd already said, the Tigers got Candelario, the Twins got Cruz, the White Sox. This one was tough. The popular pick and the likely pick is going to be Tim Anderson. It just makes a ton of sense there. But there are three other guys I think could have a shot at this. Eloy Jimenez had a great year. Dallas Keuchel was untouchable this year. Absolutely untouchable. Um, probably not a very good meta card because of how slow he throws. But hey, he's a lefty, so you never know. Uh, and Alex Colomay, their closer, had a phenomenal year. Phenomenal year. So if they're going to try to diversify it and give us some relievers, I could see it being Colomay. But Tim Anderson, outside of Jose Abreu, was their best player this year. And because Jose Abreu already has a 97, I think Tim Anderson's going to be the move. To the AL West, we have David Fletcher from the Angels already, as I've said. We have Kyle Lewis from the Mariners. For the Athletics, I can't see how it's not Liam Hendricks. He was, you know, the A's are always a team that the sum is greater than the individual parts, and that's why it works. They're a very sound, good baseball team. But when you look at all of their individual players, not really one of them jumped off the page, uh, other than Liam Hendricks. So I think Liam Hendricks is a safe bet here. For the Astros, another tough one, because they all played awful during the season without the garbage can shenanigans, except for Michael Brantley. And I know Michael Brantley just got a postseason card, but Michael Brantley was really, really good in the regular season. And that 97 absolutely rakes. This 99, if his fielding is tolerable and his speed is decent, honestly might be a card people play with. His swing is really glitchy. So I think Michael Brantley it might be fun. And then for the Rangers, uh, they're dog shit. So it's either going to be Isaiah Kiner-Falefa, who is really bad, or Lance Lynn, who I'm still not convinced is a really good pitcher, but he had a decent season again. So probably Lance Lynn. Um, maybe he'll be decent as a 99. I just, I, I'm not confident. That's why I'm kind of wavering here. The Rangers, the Orioles, the Royals, the Tigers, uh, those are teams where, in a perfect world, don't get a finest, but they have to. You know, it's team affinity. So, um... That's where I'm at at the American League. I think I have pretty sound guesses here. Um, you know, I just looked at the baseball reference team stat pages, realistically. Um, I used the quick eye test, and that that's where I'm at. And because there's no fan vote this year, which was a very good idea at first, but was completely ruined quickly by very ignorant fans, um, I think SDS has a shot at really getting these players, uh, these choices right. And so I think logic will prevail, which is what I'm trying to use here. Uh, before we jump into the National League, we're going to hear from our friends at Thrive Fantasy. Thrive Fantasy, daily fantasy sports app, has eliminated the, eliminated the need to do countless hours of research like other DFS apps because it only asks you about the top-tier athletes in a respective sport. To play games, NFL at this point of the year, on Thrive Fantasy, choose five out of the ten player prop options to build your lineup. Each prop is a fantasy point total associated with the over or under based on how likely it is to occur. The more points a selection is worth, the riskier it is. Rack up the most points possible to win a share of the prize pool. If you're looking to play games and make money during the NFL season, use promo code the show the pod when you sign up for Thrive Fantasy today, and you'll receive an instant $20 bonus on your first deposit of $20 or more. Download Thrive Fantasy on the App Store or Play Store, or by going online to www.thrivefantasy.com. Sign up and prop up today. To the National League. We already have the Braves. And you know what? 
as we speak, I'm going to do another Twitter check just to make sure SDS didn't drop a, another bomb on us here. Because I want to make sure I'm as up to speed as possible. No. Okay, so the last thing is still Guriel. It is 8.04. We're cruising. Um, the Braves, Freddie Freeman. Marlins. Um, okay, so interesting thing with the Marlins. Starling Marte was not there long enough, so I'm interested to see what the precedent is there. Starling Marte, I think, would be the best option as a playable card. Just don't know if it'll be him. The Marlins had a lot of young, exciting pitchers, all of whom performed or most of whom performed, very, very well. I don't know if they performed finest-worthy, though. And Brandon Kinsler had a good year out of the bullpen, but he just got a postseason card, and honestly, he's not a lot of fun to pitch with. So, another card that no one will use, but I think Miguel Rojas is going to get a 99. <laughs> the guy was hitting close to 400 or over 400 for a lot of the season, and take it for what it's worth, I know he was injured a little bit, I know it was a short season, blah, 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 whatever. Uh, Miguel Rojas popped off the page for the for the Marlins, so I'm going to guess him. And for the Mets, I'm hoping and praying it's a 99 DeGrom, and I hope they give him outlier. I think Jacob DeGrom, somehow, still, this might sound weird, but I think he's underappreciated still. The guy's got two straight Cy Youngs, is a finalist for a third, but because he pitches on a terrible team that doesn't score him runs, not enough people talk about this guy. DeGrom is a GOAT. He's one of the best pitchers of this generation, which is so wild to say. Um, so I hope it's DeGrom, because I would put him in my rotation immediately. Uh, for the Nationals, I am salivating over the fact that we're going to get a 99 Juan Soto, and I'm, I don't know where to put him. Uh, he's going to have to find a spot on my bench, because I love Juan Soto, and dude's a rock star. So I think we're going to get that Soto. For the Phillies, I had a, a weird choice here. So it can't be Bryce, because I, well, I shouldn't say it can't be. I don't think it will be Bryce, because he already got his MVP that you can prestige. So to have him potentially with a second card that you can prestige, that's a, that's a lot. So, I pinpointed three guys. JT Realmuto, because there aren't any other catchers here, other than Salvi getting finest, and Salvi I'm still not sure about. So, Realmuto didn't have the best year, but he did have a good year. Um... I could see that happening. I could see Zach Wheeler, because Zach Wheeler was a stud this year. Um, that could be a pretty fun card to use. Or even though he only played 44 games, Alec Bohm was really, really good. And we haven't gotten the 99 future star Alec Bohm. So I think there's an opportunity there. I think there's a real shot there. Um, moving on to the NL Central. For the Brewers, I really wanted to give it to Josh Hader because I like Josh Hader as a card in this game. But Devin Williams is the rookie of the year, most likely, in the National League. And Devin Williams was... Wow. Devin Williams had a .33 ERA, boys and girls. .33. This card should be filthy when we get this 99 Devin Williams. Uh, the Cardinals probably going to be Paul Goldschmidt. Uh, Dakota Hudson had a pretty good year, but I don't know. I, I, Paul Goldschmidt had an OBP over 400, kind of resurrected himself a little bit. Um, so I think it'll be him. For the Cubs, it has to be you Darvish. You Darvish could win the Cy Young. Well, if it wasn't for Trevor Bauer, could win the Cy Young. Um, so I think you Darvish is the play there. That'll be a fun, sneaky little card to use. He's going to have a lot of movement. Uh, and if his zip gets up there to like 97, 98, I could see him playing. Um for the Pirates, here's another team that doesn't deserve a finest, and they hardly deserve to be in Major League Baseball. Um, 
God, I didn't know who to pick here, so I just went with Colin Moran because I like his swing, and he wasn't terrible. Um, I don't see them giving it to a pitcher. Cabrian Hayes was honestly, even though he played like 11 games, was their best player, but I don't think Cabrian Hayes is going to get a 99 finest. If anything, he'll get the future star 99. Um, so Colin Moran's the guy here. And the Reds, I said before, Trevor Bauer uh, is going to be a lot of fun. Um, unless his pitch mix is really hittable or is not meta, I think Trevor Bauer is going to be a lot of fun. Um, he's the easy choice on the Reds. Although, truth be told, the Reds as a whole had a very good season. A guy like Sonny Gray had a good year. Uh, their hitters had a good year. The Reds are an up-and-coming team. Uh, they might lose a little bit with Bauer leaving, but I, I like what the Reds are doing there. Um, so Bauer's their finest. Then in the NL West, for the Diamondbacks, again, it depends on what they do with Starling Marte. Um, Starling Marte had a very good year. Um, Cole Calhoun had a good production year as far as power and RBIs. His batting average was really bad, but his OBP was really good. Um, I think he checks enough boxes to qualify, but I actually think the D-backs finest is going to be Zach Gallen. Zach Allen is a very exciting young pitcher. He struggles with control sometimes, so his control might not be stellar on this card, but he's got a pretty good um, K per nine. He limits runs. He's got a kind of funky little delivery. Um, I like Zach Allen a lot, so I think he'd be the choice there. For the Dodgers, it's either going to be Mookie or A.J. Pollock, which is weird that A.J. Pollock has suddenly put himself back in this conversation. Um... A.J. Pollock had a very good year. Mookie had a f stellar year, but if, if there are plans to give him a 99 MVP flashback down the line, again, I don't know if that necessarily makes a difference here because of what they've done with Jose Ramirez and because of what they might do with guys like Shane Bieber and Freddie Freeman. Um, I don't know. The, the Mookie finest would not be good against lefties. It would be somehow worse than Freddie Freeman against lefties. Um, so I know that's kind of discouraging for people who like Mookie Betts. AJ Pollock could be a fun little card to use. In the show 17, it's either 17 or 18, AJ Pollock was one of my favorite players to use, even when he was a gold. His I loved his swing. I know it's changed a little since, but I that AJ Pollock was a friggin' dude for me. I love that card. Um So either one of them. I think I'm gonna lean Mookie though, just because of the name name association. Um, doesn't necessarily prevent him from getting the MVP flashback down the line. Just kind of where my head's at. For the Giants, it's got to be Brandon Belt. Brandon Belt was absurd this year. He's got a really nice swing. Uh, the dude for a really bad team just raked. Raked all year. Um, so I'd, I'd like to see Brandon Belt get that card. He'll be first base and corner outfield eligible. Um, who knows? Could be a card that's decent to play. Um, in the past, he's hit lefties, like, decently. So he could be pretty good. Could be pretty okay. I'm excited for that. Uh, for the Padres, Manny Machado, probably. Manny Machado was really, really good. Manny Machado may have even been more valuable to the Padres than Tatis, and that's not to discredit Tatis. It's just Machado was, you know, living up to that contract this year. He was really, really good. Um, I know we have a high diamond Machado already, but it's going to be a much different look than this current Machado. Young Machado was a much different ball player than, I don't want to say old Machado, but veteran Machado. And, you know, the glove will be the same, but you're going to have more power, less speed on this card. Um, could be interesting. Could be a guy you stick at third. You never know. Um, some people really like Machado's swing. I've never given it too much of a shot. So, who knows? If Pujols doesn't work out for me, um, and I don't want to go back to Brett because of the lefty alignment, maybe Machado's the guy. 
Finally, the Rockies. Uh, they don't deserve really much of anything. Um, Trevor Story had a good year. Charlie Blackman had a good year, but fell off the face of the earth after like the first month. Um, if you guys remember, he was hitting like 800 in the first like four weeks of the season. Um, so if it's not Trevor Story, because I, I just feel like uh, they gave him the 99, and is he the type of guy who gets 299? See, them giving Jose Ramirez 299 is really messed with me because I don't know what to think anymore. So maybe I'm overthinking at this point. Uh, so if it's not Trevor Story, it's either going to be Raimel Tapia, who surprisingly had a very good year, and uh, Herman Marquez ate a lot of innings and was like tolerable this year. Um, so this one, I, I'm probably overthinking, and they'll just be be the smart people and give it to Trevor Story. Um, but, you know, Tapia and Herman Marquez had pretty good years, to be perfectly honest. So it's worth thinking about put it there. Um, so I'm hoping that I get half of my guesses right. I think I'm smarter than that. I think I'm smarter than half because a lot of these seem like slam dunks and I like to think I know what happens in the baseball world. You know, I follow it. I pay attention. So I don't know. 70%. Is that a high number? It seems like a lot too. Shit. Um, I don't know. Let's just, I'll count. As they happen, I'll count, and I'll be honest with everyone on Twitter, because I like to be honest about my shortfalls, and uh, I don't know. We can all laugh at my expense. Like I said, I think some of these are pretty obvious, and I know there are a couple teams that I gave a handful of options, but I think I was also pretty solid in sticking with just one of them um, at the end. So, that is going to do it kind of a little bit on the shorter side this week. Um, Just wanted to really talk about Finest. Uh, I like that they're doing finest for stage four. I see the Twitter world is blowing up with like hate because I, I just don't understand. Just be happy that you're getting more cards, boys and girls. Like, come on. There's there's no, there's no reason to be upset at this. Oh, Freddie Freeman can't hit lefties on his finest card. Yeah, it's because he didn't hit lefties during the season. They're not going to juice him up when he didn't hit lefties. And technically speaking, they did already juice him up because he didn't deserve to have 86 contact against left. The dude had like four extra base hits all season against lefties. Come on. So, uh, again, I'm not an apologist for SDS. I just, it's a video game, so I like to be a little more reasonable when it comes to things like this. I don't want to, like, completely go berserk over something that I can't control. And that's a good way to live your lives. Um, Here's my TED Talk for today. Don't go crazy over things you can't control. So, signing off the show, the podcast. It's now 8.14 p.m. Any SDS drops that come after this time... I should not be penalized for because I didn't know. See you guys. Talk to you next week. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Show The Podcast. Be sure to follow the podcast on Twitter at The Show The Pod for opinions, updates, and so much more. Become a patron at patreon.com slash the show the podcast to support the show. For $5 a month, you'll get exclusive access to bonus interviews with MLB The Show content creators. For $10 a month, you'll get the bonus interviews plus the chance to play me in an online friendly each month you're a member. That's it for now. Thanks again for listening. Until next time, I'll see you at Ship It.